0: Did I take enough data into consideration? And if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. Welcome to another episode of Decision Architecture Podcast. My name is Chris. And today's topic is Knowledge-Based Agents and the Wampus World. If you're not familiar with podcasts, the podcast is about technology and society, but we are more focused on just understanding how we solve problems through making decisions and how they you know, define us as human beings and how they perhaps will help us solve problems that machine learning can possibly help us with. Um, with our podcast today, we're going to be talking about knowledge-based agents. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or the newsletter, you would probably be able to understand that I um, spend a, a, each a small amount of time each week trying to go over information uh, for the, the next you know for these particular uh, topics for this episode and. Um, Excuse me. And I was actually thinking about making a topic about this because it has a lot to do with making decisions. Um, agents are not necessarily um, considered to be humans per se, but in the in the world of artificial intelligence, you know, according to the book of artificial intelligence, a uh, a modern approach, you know, is um, third edition. Um, basically states that you know the idea of an intelligent agent is a form of a particular entity that works on solving problems based on several different criteria. One of them could be based on a goal, based on utility based on utilitarian or based off like which will have the most values. And but tonight's topic we're talking about knowledge base. And knowledge base is more of a like gamer, gaming versus type of mindset. So, if you're thinking about if you want to understand knowledge based agents, you would think about you know knowledge based agents being people, or not people, but being agents. I would like to stay sticking with that, um, understanding that the way that they they go from learning, they understand their world in some form. And they use their newfound understanding, their new problem perception, to make better decisions. Um, this happens a lot in video games. As a gamer, all my life I've been playing video games. One of the very famous video games I actually remember playing that uh, required a lot of, you know, um, thought process, especially when it came down to, you know, most of my past time was uh, a game called Diablo 2. Diablo Two was not um was a was a first person, no actually was a third person um adventure game very similar to, you know like Dungeons and Dragons, but you would walk around as one of the few I think three or four different jobs I played a paladin and your paladin would have to go, um on quest and solve different um puzzles. But then they will have like a lot of monsters that would come around and have, try to attack them. you would be um, gathering um, treasure and learning spells. And you will be also fighting sometimes monsters that were very strong. And you would have to acquire knowledge either from experience by just losing a lot or by watching other people play online. Or um, the other way of actually getting better at it would be to just you know practice you know by just going to the game regular experience like just practicing on how you're doing trial and error um now that brings me to you know the other part of the topic tonight is the wampus world which is the wampus world is, is it's basically a uh it's something that has been coined by a guy named gregory yob um it was actually a video game uh, called hunt the wampus actually and um, and I take these uh, these classes online. They're a uh, artificial intelligence course, and, um, and since it's online, I find it better to, I guess, talk out the thought process of how I solve the problems. Um, and uh, one of the things about the solving problem was understanding knowledge based agents and um, knowledge uh, representing knowledge representation. So the game is kind of like in a very similar matter of a like a chessboard where there's like um, it's a grid, you know, a four by four grid. Think of it like that, and in, in within the grid, you know, if it's four by four, you would have like sixteen squares. Um, the only the first square, you know, the one that's basically in the um, the lower left position, the lower left corner of the screen, would be the um, would be the first space that your character would be in. Now the other squares are completely. Um, like you cannot see them so they're like grayed out right and you have to make a decision you can only go up or down or left or right since you're at the left part of the core left corner of the screen you can either go up or you can go right now this grid is supposed to be in it if it was actually a more you know 3d world or in, in the, the game of like. uh Diablo you would think of it like you being in a cave and there are roo- rooms that are connected with passageways and you use your your character would basically would have your knowledge of what's going on to help it make better decisions now the rooms are only um, are only gonna have one of the three different things you'll have a wampus which is some sort of like monster that will, if you step into the room with the wampus in it, um, the wampus will quickly eat you up or kill you. For example, and then there's another um, room or, or another square that has a pit in it, a bottomless pit, or a pit that has like you know, if you fall in it, you will die because you break your leg or you fall on some you know sharp objects and stuff. And then the uh, the other um, potential object that's in the room is a a, a, a a treasure chest that basically has a nice like handsome amount of gold um, now there isn't there isn't a chance there's a chance that you could go through a few of these rooms and there's no treasure chest but there's a guarantee almost always that you will run into a room that there's a wampus now in order to make sure you notice the wampus is coming there are usually a few things that a wampus or a pit will show up on the screen. The square adjacent or the square next to the pit, the bottomless pit, will have a uh, potential breeze coming from it. So as you move from one one, square one one to, I don't know, let's say square two one, which is the upper right corner, and if you are not familiar with this particular conversation, you know, visit the Decisions Theories Pod, um, Decisions Theory uh, Twitter page where I place a video of a game that uh, Lucas Keimbeck, uh created. It was really, really nice, very well put together, and um, that helps you to kind of get a visualization of what's going on. So back to the conversation of the room, the, uh, the, any, any of the um, squares that are adjacent to the pit will have a breeze um, word or notification will show up. Either it would be like uh, you would hear the breeze or you would see the word breeze like inside Lucas Steinbeck's game. If you're in a room adjacent from the Wampus though, then the Wampus is actually going to have um, the actual, uh, what do you call it, like, how would you basically put this? like you would have like a stench, maybe like it would smell like rotting feces or a rotting flesh around. And that would be the sensor that you would use to sense that the wampus is near. And um, you only get one, um, I guess shot, you get an arrow. And this arrow is, only get one arrow and that arrow is, is used only to grab the wampus. If you shoot the arrow and it doesn't, um, and you miss the Wampus, meaning that you shoot it into a room adjacent from the square that you're in. Into room that the Wampus is not in, then you will lose. So how do you go about this? How how do you overcome this particular situation? Well, knowledge-based agents is probably the best way to put a, you know put these things together. So, um, so with that being said, I'm gonna take a quick break, and I'm going to play a few of the promotional hearings, and then we'll move on to the next section of it which i'm gonna you know play some um some information that's gonna help you understand a little bit more about knowledge based agent so stay tuned
1: hi it's me edisha again (laughs) and you're listening to decision architecture podcast a technology podcast about how decisions define us and how they don't we are approaching a future where we will be able to see how each of our decision opens a new door and closes another Decisions, Decisions, Decisions. (laughs) When choosing what podcast to tune into, choose Decision Architecture Podcast. AI is at the forefront of a new era of computing, cognitive computing. It's a radically new kind of computing, very different from the programmable systems that preceded it, as different as those systems were from the tabulating machines of a century ago. Conventional computing solutions, based on the mathematical principles that emanate from the 1940s, are programmed based on rules and logic intended to derive mathematically precise answers, often following a rigid decision tree approach. But with today's wealth of big data and the need for more complex evidence-based decisions, such a rigid approach often breaks or fails to keep up with available information. Cognitive computing enables people to create a profoundly new kind of value, finding answers and insights locked away in volumes of data.
0: Welcome back. So I wanted to go ahead and just recap what this show is about. This is uh, decisions architecture podcast. My name is Chris. Um, today we're talking about knowledge-based agents and the Wampus World, also known as Hunt of Wampus by Gregory Yob. Uh, we're trying to I guess, come, you know, create some understanding about how knowledge-based agents work in artificial intelligence but overall overall we're trying to just understand how knowledge based agents you know solve problems such as you know moving through uncertainty um, there is a brief overview of what knowledge based agents are based off of the artificial intelligence a uh, modern approach and I want to just go ahead and just read that little piece to just bring some ideas to what knowledge based agents is for the people who do not know So knowledge base is a central component of a knowledge base agent. It's its knowledge base or KB. A knowledge base is a set of sentences, but in a term where is a technical term A sentence is related, but not identical to the sentences of English and other natural languages. So each sentence is expressed in a language called a knowledge representation language and represents some assertion about the world. Sometimes we dignify a sentence with the name axiom when the sentence is taken as given without being derived from sentences. Now the axiom, I just want to make sure that I don't go ahead and go too far. I want to explain what axiom is. So um. The term axiom, the actual official term, it means a statement or proposition which is regarded as being established, accepted, or self-evidently true. So, example, like you know, a statement or proposition on which an abstractly defined structure is based. For example, like mathematics. You know, um, the another term, another way of looking at the term axiom, is if if your if your database you know. We have databases have a uh, in nineteen seventy four Armstrong what had something called the Armstrong axioms where there was a a three rules you know a reflexive rule augmentation rule and a transitive rule. Um, Not to go too deep into these things, they're just considered like um, functional dependencies where you concatenate attributes and variables and drop the commas for convenience, Um, like truth tables for example, like if if, if X and Y, or if X and Z is true, then Y and Z, you know. But um, the idea about these things is that there's a, a very um, logical approach to solving these things. And when it's time to, you know, create, like, say, your own knowledge base ages. like, for example, if you were going to create a, a vacuum cleaner, a Roomba vacuum cleaner, for example, and it was going to clean, you know, the room, how would you, how would you be able to you know, program it so that way it cleans the room efficiently? You know, do you want it to, do you, how do you, would you, want, would you like to have the actual vacuum cleaner clean, you know, a, a, a square on the floor that's already clean? Or do you want it to remember where, you know, a particular space is, is most dirty? For example, like, you know, cleaning the Entrance to the house, you know, for example, is maybe probably making sure it keeps track of that, or maybe keeping track of how much power it actually has, so that way that it doesn't run out of power before it gets a chance to go back to its charging area and recharge. Things like that is a very interesting. um It's very interesting to kind of talk about, and I really am excited to kind of bring this to you, 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 you to, you, I mean, you, you, everyone that's here. So I'm gonna just go ahead and continue. So. There must be a way to add new sentences to the knowledge base and a way to query what is known. The standard names for these operations are tell and ask, respectively. Both operations may involve inference. Um, Inference, um, if you do not know, I I don't want to really go into inference of or first order logic. I'm trying to make sure that I don't. Okay, it's like okay. So it's about inferences are steps in reasoning, moving from premises to logical consequences. Um. So the word means like in based on um. Let me see. Based off of Wikipedia, it means to carry forward. So inferences theoretically traditionally divided into d- deduction and induction. Um, so, um, not to, not to go into things like that, but like deduction is pretty much like deducing things down from, you know, if, if it walks like a duck and, you know, and it talks like a duck then it might be a duck, you know, stuff like that. But that doesn't always mean it could be a duck. It could be a machine, you know? So that's just one of the ways I wanted to go about that. Um, moving on, um, understanding how. Uh, the knowledge base agent can come come together is that you pay attention to the, the sentences that allows it to accumulate knowledge and it gives it more perception of what's going on inside its world. So as the as the as the character continues to walk through, let's I was not, not gonna say knowledge base agent. I'm going to call it a character as a character. You know, as for example, uh, as Mario. From Super Mario Brothers, starts to run across the board. You notice that every time you land on a Goomba's head, that it's is flattened out into out of existence. Or a paratrooper, like one of the turtle shell with the green shell, will um, if you hit, you jump on his head, that it will basically start to uh, it will stop moving automatically. But the red shell uh, paratrooper Koopa will. Fly across the screen, you know, stuff like that. Like you, so that would be for As you continue moving on, you start realizing these different things. If you're going back to the Wampus world, though, you will notice that the um, the breeze will most likely have a um a, a pit in front of it. So if you are brought to a room where there's a breeze in it. Or there's a breeze coming, yeah, because there's a breeze coming in the room that you're in, and then you have, and then like within, and then you have three other rooms that you can go into because you can go up, down, left, or right, probably, right? You know, the room that you just came in from is doesn't have a pit in it because you just came out of it. So the other three rooms would be opportunistic. So you, that basically, you would have one in three chance to walk into a room with a pit, and then. And based on where you're sitting you're standing, you probably would be able to avoid that room. But then if you go, if you find another room that has a breeze in it and it's adjacent from the room or diagonally across from the other room, you could start deducing the opportunity that you might be. That the the pit will be on your left side of the screen rather than on the right side. I'm sorry that I know it's a podcast and I'm not really able to do it, but I will if just please refer to the Twitter uh, page where I actually was talking about these things. I actually made a video of me playing it, and I want to maybe go through with this later on. But the idea that I'm bringing up with this, without going too far into it, is that I want to discuss the understanding of solving uncertainty, solving problems and uncertainty. Sometimes you're, you're not going to have people that's going to be able to teach you how to solve the problems that are, that are happening in your life and that you're going to have to learn from trial and error. And, um, the simplest way of learning about these things can be playing a game like this, or, um, maybe learning how to uh take a a test or learning how to avoid getting a ticket when you park your car um too close to the fire hydrant you know i've noticed that there's been times where i park too close to the fire hydrant and sometimes i will get a ticket closer than others you know sometimes i can park i can park right next to it and don't get a ticket you know overnight but then I would notice that if I parked on in a fire hydrant in another neighborhood, that I may get a ticket even if I'm, if I'm parked like you know ten feet away from it. So these are the things that I'm trying to understand. Like that, this is the part that comes in inf- induction and deduction. You know, being able to learn from your your environment. So um, I won't go too far into this. What I'll basically do is that I'll uh, basically end here. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the Wampus room, please visit um Lucas Steinbeck's um GitHub page at GitHub.com forward slash Luca. That's L-U-K-A one one nine nine. That's Luca one one nine nine. Uh the uh the student uh was able to put together a very um very unique and, and clever way of like adding in um video game, you know, I guess cool cleverness, I guess, clip creativity around it, where it looked like you were playing like a uh, a game of Gauntlet, for example. If you're not familiar with Gauntlet, Gauntlet was this game that was very similar to uh, the Wampus Whirling Step. It said that you had many different games, many different characters, and you were going through many different rooms, but it was very similar like that. And um, this, this podcast is kind of directed towards people who are not necessarily... Um, Tech, tech savvy so if you are still a little bit lost and you and you feel like you want to you know ask me a little more questions you know please let me you know let me know I'll, I don't mind to go ahead and to put together a um. what I would say like I would put together like a video of me actually playing so thanks a lot and I'll talk to you guys in the next video well in the next episode so take care Welcome back. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to uh, to talk to you about this. I'm actually pretty excited about it. You know, um, being able to uh, pay attention to artificial intelligence, you know, working remotely and studying remotely. Um, I think that social media or podcasting or being able to just talk about it really helps to understand a little bit more about what I'm trying to say. Is if I actually can put acquit- you know, the right words together. So if anything, you know, you know, please feel free. I, I, if, if you want me to make a Twitch stream, you know, I'm, I'm actually thinking about being on a live stream on Twitch or Facebook, where I actually go ahead and, you know, write some, you know, some code or, to, or create some, um, that presentation that will help people understand a little bit more about um, how artificial intelligence can really um, improve our lives um, not just focusing on the negative parts where people are really most afraid about, but you know what would be the benefits for it. You know? uh, I haven't forgot the uh, book. I had just finished reading um, this other book I was actually worried reading about, and uh, I'm about to move forward with the next book. So I haven't forgot about it, which I was supposed to be reading about. The book with Eric Schmidt, Harry Kitchener, and um, Daniel Locker. Uh, it was called uh, AI and the Future of Our So I'll see you guys next week. Take care. What you do is you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. And then when the time comes to act, you make a snap judgment.